With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, December 7th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions and maybe make your life a little less complicated. Why do we do that? We we do tend to overcomplicate our lives so much. And you may be the kind of person, just because you're the type of person who listens to this show, you can be the type of person who does a ton of analysis but cannot pull the trigger on something, on a decision. And I know that that is a lot of the the listening uh, audience that, you know, you're really smart, you got your spreadsheet, but you, you just can't do it. If that's you, let us help you. We are very good at making decisions, especially for other people, actually, even for ourselves. Both Mark and I tend to pull the trigger very quickly once we do the analysis. So either you're, you've got a little analysis paralysis, or maybe you haven't even done the analysis, or maybe you're overwhelmed, whatever the case may be go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. While you are on the website, there are all sorts of great pieces of information. There's resources, there's links to my book, there's the free weekly newsletter, and of course, our subscription service, Jill on Money Live, where last night we just held our most recent webinar. Even if you weren't able to join the webinar live, if you are a member of the Jill on Money Live community, you have access to it. You get to go look at the whole back catalog. So that's totally cool. $35, at least until the end of the year. And Mark's going to jam you up on the price. Probably going to go to $35 and maybe 35 cents. I don't know. It's his, he runs that part of the business, not me. So he will be making that decision and uh, I will have him on defending it. All right. Today, we are talking to John, who's on the line from the Southeast. Hello, John. How are you? What can we do for you? I'm doing great, Jill and Mark. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you about my mom, and um, she went through a rather major life transition when my father passed away about three years ago, and my father really was responsible for all things uh, you know, financial in, in her life. 
So over the last three years, I've been side by side with her trying to, you know, help her. And I think we've done a, a great job getting her situated and dealing with all the things that comes after somebody passes with life insurance, etc. We got all those funds centralized in one account with um, a large brokerage firm. And mm-hmm. as many people have experienced the uh, recently, uh, of course, the, the balance is dwindling. But as I you know, look at the statements, I do see uh, a fee of about $400 per month. Um, it's uh, For, hold on, hold on. 400 a month or a quarter? Um, it looks like about 400 a month. It looks like, uh, which is on the balance about 1% is what I'm, what I'm seeing. Okay. So she's got, so she's got, um, she has 400 grand in there. Yeah. It started at around 600. She's back now at around 500 and she dipped below 500 at, at one point. And she's, she's drawing every month about 2000 from it. Um, mm-hmm. but what I'm seeing is, of course, um, you know, the, the, the fee there and the fee makes up about, you know, a quarter of her drawdown. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, having listened to your podcast a fair bit, I was trying to suggest that maybe she could do this on her own because this large brokerage firm really doesn't do much that the administrative assistant calls her, you know, every six months and asks a couple questions and, you know, that's a, that's about it in terms of the interaction, really. You know, she's overwhelmed and concerned, but uh, so I, I wanted to seek your and Mark's guidance as to whether we could, you know, make a switch, how we could do it. Um, you know, the allocation's really interesting too. There's um, there's some bank stocks in there that she's owned for thirty years, so I'm guessing the capital gains that's about a third of the portfolio will be substantial. So mm. um, anyway, I you know she is she has some pension funds as well as this, but I want to make sure obviously this lasts her, you know, appropriately and, and can maintain that uh, drawdown. And at, at, at 2000 a month, it should be staying flat and it's falling. And of course that's concerning for her and me. So hmm. just wanted to reach out and see what you thought. How old is your mom? She's 79. So she's still like pretty young and she's healthy. Life's good for her. Like, do you feel okay? Yeah, she's incredibly healthy. Um, she had a very recent uh, broken patella that we're working through right now, but uh, I expect her to be back on her feet in no time. So right now, the source of her income is Social Security. And does, did you say she also receives a pension? Yeah, she has um, two small pensions. They, they total 2900 a month. And what about Social Security? How much is that? Social Security is small, seven seventy five, and that's because you know it was my father's. Obviously, it split when he passed, and then also he spent a lot of his career in another country. Oh, okay. So she's got this. Uh, let's call it thirty seven hundred dollars a month plus this two thousand a month from the brokerage account. Is there any other money that she has? Does she have money in the bank? Is there money in a retirement account? What else do you have out there? Not really. She has two paid off pieces of real estate that are, you know, she's using both. Um, but I think ultimately her belief is that she would unload one, one for the money and two for just, you know, simplicity in life as she gets older. How much are those worth each of those? One she lives in, right? Yeah, probably six. Uh, I would say 700 for one and 600 for the other. Is one like a vacation home and one is a primary? Is that how it's kind of classified or, yeah. is, or are they, is one rental property? No, no renting. 
it's, I, I would say it's, you know, vacation. She needs this extra $2,000 a month. Why? Like she's got $3,675 a month and she really needs this extra money. Why? Because of the upkeep of two homes. Does she still spend? Does she belong to a club? Like, what, who, Give me a little bit of like a paint the picture of mom's life. Yeah. Prior to the Patella incident, she was a very avid, you know, sports person and belonged to a club and still does. And, you know, and then HOA and everything else. I mean, she could probably shave off some of that 2000, but there's a portion that's needed from that brokerage account for sure. Mm -hmm. What if she, what if you said to her, like, mom, how do you feel about selling whatever the $600,000 place? Would she be like, no way you're on drugs or not, not doing that, honey? No, I think she's prepared for that, but I think she's overwhelmed because of, you know, what would have to be moved and how would I do it? And, you know, and I, mm. I've kind of reassured her that we can handle all that, but I'm also sort of as her son saying, you know, let's not rush into it. I mean, you're still finding enjoyment in it. Like you don't need to do that right now. Do you yeah. have siblings, John? I do. I have two. And they're not involved with managing this with her because you're nearby or just because you're the one who has money and time you can do it. Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, one one is not close, and um, and yeah, and the other one is you know just not as um, aware. You know, doesn't doesn't work yeah. financial space much. I got it. Okay, I mean, first of all, there's a few different things that strike me on this. The anxiety that you're feeling about the account moving up and down, it's a little bit of the you know you live and die by the stock one stock's performance, right? It's just unfortunate, but that's where you are. You know, is she selling some and paying some capital gains along the way? It's not the worst thing in the world, right? She's in the 15% capital gains bracket. And she doesn't have a mortgage on the seven hundred or the $600,000 property. So, you know, she's got like expenses that are real. And then she's got a pretty low tax liability. And all this is fine. Like, it's very normal. The one thing that just pops out to me, like until you told me she sat a second home, I almost was going to say to you, you're going to blow through this account you're going to run out of money because she's pulling out at about a 5% withdrawal rate. That's just too much. You know, it's like you're pulling too much out of the account every month. But now that I know she actually has 600,000 somewhere, it's locked up in real estate right now. I'm a little less concerned about that. So when I think about your situation, I think that you have that mom is like, okay, I live in a $700,000 place. I've got this great thing. If I didn't have the $600,000 house or other other home, I would have, let's just call it about a million. She'll have to pay some money to get out. You know, she'll pay some capital gains maybe or not, but she'll have a million dollars as an in, as invested, right? Right. And of that million, she'll need to pull out two grand a month, which would be fine. She could pay three, she could pull three grand a month out on a million dollars. Then she's going to be in great shape. The thing is that because she has this illiquid asset, this second home that's not creating income for her and it's not growing and it's not a base from which you can draw, even if it doesn't do very well from one year to the next, but the, like that actually is an issue for her right now. So I'm not averse to you pulling more money out of this brokerage account right now. My, my concern is that the house, that second home, we have to get liquid with that at some point. Because I'm thinking like mom's going to live for 10 or, you know, maybe she lived for 10 or 15 more years. If she lives for 10 or 15 more years, you will blow out of that brokerage account. And I'd hate for you to be forced to sell the second property 
not just like the wrong time market-wise, but the wrong time for her. The time to do it is when somebody is like, yes, I'm aware, of course it's overwhelming, but I can be in charge of the process. And I presume that her estate is such that it's it's uh, equally divided among the three siblings, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. What I think is your initial question is, could I move the account? Of course you can move the account. Then you have to manage it though. Someone's got to manage it, Right. Because 1% is not a big number for a $500,000 account. It's actually a pretty good deal because to get actual financial advice or someone who's managing the tax process of selling something off, that actually is a decent price. But if you're not happy with the person and you, John, want are willing to take it over and you feel comfortable with it, here's how I would manage that money. I would take that brokerage account. And I would say, okay, I'm going to move it into any, like, do you, do you do business anywhere? Do you have like a Fidelity account or a Schwab account yourself, John? Yes, Fidelity. So I would say, okay, I'm going to move this into a Fidelity brokerage account. And then immediately what I would be doing is making sure that I have two years of her expenses in cash. Right now you have 17000 I would have like, Honestly, I'd probably have like 40, 40 grand in cash and it would be in a high yielding money market account at Fidelity. And that's what you would use to pay for her expenses out of that cash account. She doesn't have to sell anything right now. She can just like kind of chill out a little bit. And then we know that the money is there for her. Now you can manage the money in a more methodical way. You can say, well, let me look at this account. There is a gain in this stock that we've owned for 30 years, but there's a loss over here. Let's make sure we sell something at a loss and then we'll sell some of the stock for a gain. And now we'll have a little extra cash and we can either reinvest it and replenish her or we can like make her allocation seem a little bit more reasonable. Now, do you feel like that is something you, John, want to take on right now? Not Really, to be honest, but okay. I also I really appreciate your comments and suggestions because I wanted to make sure we were doing the right thing. I, the reason I don't want to take it on is if something doesn't work out, I don't want to be, you know, responsible. Whether it's totally agree, totally agree. Her. Like you, you, the last thing you need is you're doing all the work and your siblings like say like, oh, you screwed it up, John. Thanks, and that's not good. So what I would do is I would talk to the broker. Do you have rights on this account? Are you, in other words, do you, has your mom granted you the the right to talk to the broker on her behalf? Yeah, I definitely join her for a couple calls so far over the last three, four years. I don't know mm-hmm. if formally I, you know, have permission, but he certainly knows me and knows that I'm going to be, you know, asking questions and whatnot on her behalf. Okay. So what I'd like her to do is to formally make that happen. I want her to give you, like, have written permission so that she says, you, Broker Joe, can talk to my son, John. And I want that to be like something that is possible. And um, is her estate planning done? Is this account an account that has been managed through the estate process where it's, is it in her name? Does it, Has she done all that extra work that you have to do after someone dies? Yes. Yeah. She okay. just did it. She just wrapped up about six months ago. Okay, great. I mean, not great, but I mean, that's important. So what I think you should do is have a conversation with him and say, are we taking all the losses in the account against the gains in this one stock? That's number one. And what I think I would feel more comfortable doing is to say, I think we need a little bit more cash. 
in the account because we want to have some cash available. Now, you don't have to keep it all there. Does she have a bank account? She does. Yeah. Is there how much is in the bank? Uh, I would say 30, 40,000 total. Okay. So, you know, maybe what you say to him is like, what we'd like is, you know, we have 30 or 40 in the bank. That's emergency. We'd really like this account to be more like 25 at all times so that she has one year of her expenses in cash, right? That's what we really want to happen. And how often is he making the the trades to free up money for her? It appears to me quarterly based on the statements. Um, I would do it once. I would do it once a year and stop screwing around with that. I would not make that trading happen. I, I just don't think that's worth it. I think that what I would do is say to him, look, it's the end of the year. So what we want you to do is free up enough money to have $25,000, you know, in cash for mom for the next, for 2024. And then let's do it in six months. Do it again. You don't want to create tax liability if we don't have to, right? And uh, I, I think that he's got to be a little bit more, and maybe he is doing this, but like we want to make sure that there is a a real tax neutral pose to this, that we try to take as many, or if there are losses for some reason, if there were, you know, maybe she invested in fixed income at the wrong time because of that, but take the loss, take the loss, replenish the cash. And then I think you need to have a real conversation with mom, which is mom, are you worried? I don't know if she's worried or not, but I think you can say, I'm a little concerned that, you know, just because of the market movements and the amount of money you need, that we have to be prepared in the in the next two years to really think about selling the house. And I really would like to do that when you are 100% aware and ready to make this decision with us, not when we have to do it and you're not able to do that. So can we give her like a two or three year runway? And I think that makes a lot of sense. When she's ready to sell it, then you and I should talk again when she's ready to sell the apart the uh, second home, because that million dollars, you may not want to send the money to this person. You may want to shop for a new relationship after that. But let's see where you stand. Let's see where you stand. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank you, John. All right, John, go take care of your mom. You're a good man. That's a very nice thing that you've been doing. So congratulations for being a good guy and congratulations to your mother for being such a good mom. Thanks for joining us. And by the way, if you are trying to help your aging parents with their situations, we'd love to help you. I do this every day with my own mother. She literally calls me every day with some question. And the only way I refrain from biting her head off is just saying, pretend she's somebody who's on the show and then you'll be nice to her. And that's what I've really been able to do as opposed to saying, can't you do this yourself? Because the answer is she can't and she really needs me to help her. And your mom and your dad might need you to help them. So if that's you, give us a shout. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air just like John. And uh, don't forget to do something nice for someone else today. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's a sibling. Who knows? Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 